Welcome to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, the place to be if you just want to connect with other special educators, if you want to gain insights and strategies, or obtain resources to help you in your journey as you grow as a special educator. Are you having behavior challenges in your classroom? Could it be that some of your students need to pause and take a break? Well, did you know that allowing students to pause and take breaks can actually improve their health? Well, this episode, we're going to talk more about behavior intervention, and we're going to discuss a popular behavior intervention called structured breaks and class passes. What structured breaks and class passes does is it gives students the freedom to choose when a break is most appropriate for them, and then they request a break by using their class pass. The student then uses this class pass to exchange it for an item or a privilege. So to exchange it for free time to color, free time to draw, uh, free time to maybe run an errand for the teacher or for another teacher or an errand for the office. But you can be very creative with this. Now, structured breaks and class passes are effective because it gives the student freedom by allowing the student the choice as to when they can take a break. Structured breaks and class passes are great for students who have challenges with work completion, for students that engage in escape behaviors due to academic skill deficits. It's great for students that need sensory stimulation also great for students that have ADHD or students that have anxiety and need space. Now, really good times for students to utilize one of their class passes might be something like when they need time away from a stressful situation, conflict with a classmate or a challenging assignment, again, due to the student's lack of academic skill in that area or the need for sensory stimulation, or they're losing focus. So how can you implement the structured break pass in your class? Well, you can be creative and come up with your own system, but I will share with you a few ways that I have done it in the past, and it turned out to be very successful. So first, you want to determine how many passes a student will get per day, or is it going to be based on per quarter, etc. How many passes will the student get? For example, when I taught elementary school, I gave certain students a certain number of passes per day because they were with me all day. It could also vary between the student, right? Depending on the student needs. So maybe one student needed a break or a class pass for every 50 minutes. And maybe another student maybe only needed break passes one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Because we're we're working with students that have IEPs, right? Individual education plan. The 
number of passes that one student may need could be vastly different from the number of passes that another student may need, right? And so that's something that you'll need to take into consideration. Now for my high school students, for the most part, I was allowed to be kind of more uniform where generally three break passes per quarter um, was enough, unless it was a student maybe that had a behavior intervention plan where they needed several breaks throughout the day. But for the most part, three per quarter worked really well. And then uh, what I would do is I provided them with an incentive for not using the card. So this way, the break passes would not be abused, right? This way, I felt that they would only use the card when they really felt like they really needed it and not just using the card because they didn't want to participate in a certain activity. So the incentive was that you could get points towards your grade for cards that you didn't use throughout the quarter. And I think it was something like five points per card. So for example, if you only used one card during a quarter and you had three cards in the beginning of the quarter, then you would get 10 points towards your grade. So that would be five points each for each card that you didn't use. And that was enough the way my grading system worked. It was enough to uh, make up for two missed homework assignments or in some cases, one missed quiz. Another way that you could do it is rather than giving the student a predetermined amount of class passes or break passes every day or every quarter, you could have them earn passes. For example, for every five problems that you do in math, you earn one minute towards a break pass. And then once you earn five minutes, you can utilize your break pass. That's another way to do it. I didn't really use my break, structured break and class passes in that way, but I have seen other teachers use it in that way. So you can really be creative and use them how you want, depending on the needs of your class and what it is that you are trying to accomplish. So Moving on to step two. So step one was determine how many passes a student would get, uh, whether that be per day, per quarter, etc. Step two, make your break passes. Now I made a laminated card with break on it for my elementary school students. When I utilize this behavior intervention in high school, for my high school students, it was one sheet of paper with three break passes on a page with those uh, perforated lines and they would just take a break pass. They would either cut it out or they would fold it along the lines and then they would rip it out and then hand it to me. Okay. And then I would sign it and they would take their break. So make your break passes. Now, if you go back to my podcast webpage, you will see two links there. And one of the links actually takes you to a PBIS site where they have structured break and class pass templates. So if you don't want to create your own, then you can certainly just download one of those and there you will have your break passes. Next step, determine where the breaks will happen and how long the breaks will be. So are they taking a break somewhere in the classroom in an area where they won't be distracting other students or are they taking the break 
by running an errand for you, by going to another classroom or the office. So we need to establish before the plan is implemented where the students will be taking their breaks. Next, you provide the student with a timer and set the timer for the length of time that they are allowed. So the student returns a timer and returns to class when the timer goes off. Now, high school students can use their cell phones as a timer. And in those instances, the teacher would also keep track of the time on their cell phone, right? Or a classroom timer and expect the student to return back when the timer goes off. Now, if if you as a teacher are not tracking the time as well as the student, then the student may arrive, you know, come back to class a little bit late. The student may, while the student's out on the break, they may restart the timer, you know, so you want to make sure that you have a way of tracking the amount of time that the student is gone as well. That is a, that's a, that is a best practice. I would also say that it probably the, the break, um, that structured break, standard amount of time for a break should not exceed five minutes. Probably five minutes is is ideal. And I would say that it shouldn't go beyond five minutes except in extreme circumstances, maybe perhaps when a student is highly escalated or something like that. So you get the idea. Because remember, this is a break. It's, it's not a pass to get out of doing the work. It's just a break, just time to give the student a brain break. And then of course, when the student meets your expectations and returns from break on time, you acknowledge a student for meeting your expectations. Now, in the beginning, younger students may need support with implementation. Uh, for example, they may need to be reminded, would you like to use one of your break passes now? Or do you need to take a break? Something of that sort when we're working with our primary grades. Now, when I use structured break and class passes in my classroom, I found it to be very successful and I have knowledge of other teachers that found it to be quite successful. So definitely a behavior intervention, a tier, this is considered a tier two intervention that you might use in your classroom. Let's talk a little bit about that tier one and tier two. It's a tier two intervention if all of your students are not utilizing it. So if you're if you're not using this particular behavior intervention class-wide, then and you're only using it for a certain number of students in your classroom, then it's considered a tier 2 intervention. And remember, we need permission from the families, the caregiver in order to implement tier 2 intervention. Now, if you're going to use the structured break in class pass as a class-wide behavior intervention, then you wouldn't need permission from the caregivers. Do you have any questions or comments that you would like to add to this discussion? If so, head on over to our Facebook page where we welcome your comments. Thanks for listening to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast. And I hope to see you here at the same time next week.